Please, don't go. I am not spending the rest of my life with a loser. I'm gone. Good, then get the hell out of my life. Who needs you? Beat it. Leave me alone. I'm sorry, babe. I didn't mean that either. I, I just yell sometimes because I get so scared. Scared of being a nobody. Why don't you just come back upstairs, honey? I'll give you the old smoochy smooch kissy wissy. I wanna kiss you all over and over and again. I wanna kiss you all over. Dun dun dun. Till the night closes in. Till the night closes in. You can see it in my eyes. I can feel it in your touch. You don't have to say a thing. Just let me show how. episodes and we get our first fucking happy Gilmore reference that's fantastic yep i uh i was fucking and it's not hal l <laughs> surprisingly enough no, surprisingly enough it's not Hal-El. um it's, it's, you know it's funny because that movie i mean if it's 1996 that's all we're talking about i know right movie. Um, but I, uh, the reason I put that in is because in looking and doing my research for this week's episode, which spoiler alert is about songs from 1977 and 78. Yes. Uh, one of the songs from 78 is fucking kiss you all over by exile. <laughs> as soon as Excellent. I saw it, I was like, well, I know what we got to play here. It made your intro uh, a lot easier to put together. Oh, so much easier for, uh, episode 98 of the mezzanine sleepover here on the old pod cast universe <laughs> <laughs> you did not think that one through nope <laughs> uh i am i am one of your podcast universe pals my name is alan but on the twets you can find me at slipe with five eyes or slip <laughs> i am at megamix.com on uh, twitter and i am also a host of this uh this beautiful podcast that you're listening to right now uh i had a kind of a rough time um, doing my research over the course of this past week with all the feedback on Camp Cucamonga in our episode. Uh, one of the greatest shows we've ever done. Um, I I literally am still pouring through the various uh, uh, texts and uh, emails and uh, voicemails, if you can believe it. Oh yeah, it. So, yeah. It's it's been it's been outstanding. And it, you know when you we get ninety eight episodes in, you might after ninety seven episodes you might feel a little bit like you know what what are we doing here are we making a difference we are making a difference by reviewing such such cinematic classics as uh, camp cucamonga yes so uh you're welcome to everybody out there yes, yes. uh and uh I, anyone that went and actually watched it uh i'm sorry and if you went, read the wikipedia entry uh even worse <laughs> yes <laughs> uh terrible but this week uh we're going back to uh our wheelhouse music Yes. We are going to play songs. Just like every second episode yes. that you hear. Yes, where we play songs and talk over them. And uh, 
the reason that we chose, and this week we are going to do, each of us have a different year assigned to us. You have 1977 and I have 1978. Uh, what is the significance? Well, so, yeah, so oh, go. Yeah, you, you uh, 1970 uh, birthdays. Yes. 1978 would be my birth year, and yours is 77, yes. uh, giving away all sorts of personal details about ourselves. <laughs> well, yeah, July is our is, is our shared birthday month as well. Yes, it is. So we figured we're when this show comes out, we're almost smack dab in between our two birthdays, and so we figured yes. we will each pick songs from our respective birth years, and we will share them with you this week and talk about them and over them. Yes, of course. Uh, the, uh, the the process for you. What were you What were you looking for when you were looking at songs? Um, songs that were released in 1978. <laughs> oh, there you go. Excellent. I do. I do have a bit of a mix uh, in my music. Uh, there are different genres. There is a little yeah. bit of what at the time they would have called either punk or I think it was still too early for new wave, but punk. And well, some there was definitely new wave in the in the late seventies. Yeah, yeah, some some rock music, some a little bit of of soul, and some definitely some classic rock. So yes. a little bit of everything in my list. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I would say the same thing. Uh, definitely the you know you got the punk going on and a little bit of new wave. We got some funk in there, and uh, you know some. I tried to find you know good music, so I'm not I'm not going to be playing any shit. I think that uh, you probably got the better deal. I, I think that 1977 is a little better than 78. You know, you look at that, go on the old Wickeye, yep. and you'll see if you start running down, you know, albums released, pretty damn good year for music. 1977? So, 1977, pretty pretty damn good. So I, I had, uh, this wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. It was actually pretty, uh, pretty, pretty easy to find good tracks, and... Uh, yeah, it was. I would say it was the same kind of way. I just just trying to find uh, a lot of this. I mean, you think about this isn't stuff that I would have listened to when I was younger. Most of it, because you know we were little. Um, but definitely stuff that you know I can appreciate today and uh, have appreciated over the years. So it's good stuff. Uh, now, can you uh, before we get into the actual songs, just for a minute yes. or two, um, yes. any any birthday memories that you have? Well, you know. You know as well as, as anybody, because well as well as I do, having having a birthday in the summer is is, is a challenging thing. It is uh, when you're a kid. Uh, I don't recall very many birthday parties. Um, I, I know there were a few. Uh, I mean, the classic one for me is is when I turned 12 and went and saw fucking Batman. You know, a few weeks before my birthday. Mm -hmm. That was fucking. That was great. That was the greatest birthday ever. I mostly spent my birthdays at the beach. You know, have a family party share you know cake my dad's birthday is four days after mine so it uh we tend to share them it's great now because i don't like doing big to-dos so it's great i can just oh we'll do it at the same time as my dad's and then you know i, I don't have to have the focus be on me so it's great but uh through the years yeah i don't have a lot of uh, birthday memories i mean uh just you know you have the summer birthday and you you kind of you kind of miss out on on all the attention uh growing up we had a swimming pool that yes, made birthdays did. pretty easy it's like, awesome. what are we doing pool for birthday? Party. What are we doing for birthday this year? Pool party. All right. Awesome. Uh, and so when I was younger, I mean, my my parents had a lot of friends their age who had kids my age. Yeah. So that was pretty easy to kind of gather up a posse for for birthday parties, yeah. and then uh, 
And then when I got older, um, it was, uh, you know, birthdays. I, my neighborhood had a whole bunch of, uh, people, kids my age who were, who I went to school with. So it was easy yes. to round them up for birthdays as well. Um, I, now some, a real important question. Yes. What did you do for your 18th birthday? I believe I've talked about this on the show before, but I'll talk about it again. 18th birthday. Um, we came back from the beach, me and Durs, mm-hmm. and uh, threw a little, a little, a little shindig. Here's the thing: I turned after when I turned 18, it was right after grad, right? So it's like we were all still best friends forever. Yes. <laughs> people, uh, you know, a bunch of 18 year olds and people almost 18 looking to party. So my mom was like, "You can have people over." So we had a party at my house, um, and you know, people from high school share people that I would never talk to again. By the way, for the most part shared in my revelry and i never saw them or talked to them again so it was fantastic was there was there drinking there was drinking Oof. yes your first drink uh, and and my mom's friend <laughs> what's that your first drink well no not uh, quite uh, no i had a i went um, me and the cajun man one night uh about maybe a month before i turned 18 all uh <laughs> Went over to Jolzers, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they, I just got served drinks, and I of course drank at Safegrad. Um, but I didn't do a lot of drinking as a kid, so actually any at all, I, I can't, I can't tell you. I mean, my first drunken episode would have been probably you know three months after I turned eighteen. So I, I don't, it wasn't, it wasn't a terribly big deal for me. Um, what about you? What did you do on your eighteenth birthday? Uh, we went to Retro Eighties Night. Nice. At Scandals. Uh, funny enough, I never even knew it existed. But over the course of my, because again, a July birthday. So over the course of the year in grade 12, uh, the older kids in my grade are turning 18. So they're talking about their bar nights. By the way, the idea of like high school kids at the bar now just makes me kind of like shudder a little bit. Yep. Uh, but anyways, so they would go out on the weekends to these bars. And then... Um, we went uh, on my birthday to 80s night, and then I never went to 80s night again for a year and a half, and then yep. <laughs> and then went basically to like every 80s night for the next like three years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think we were at each other's 18th birthdays. Uh, no, I don't think that we were because we are bad friends to each other. Well, you turned 18 and you were like, you can't drink, so stay away from me, jerk. And for well, a year, no, but, and for yeah, a year, we weren't exactly. friends. And you didn't hang out with me or any of my high school friends for a year. Oh, Jesus. That's all I fucking did. <laughs> I spent my whole year being 18 hanging out with you guys. Just hanging out. All right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> I spent... I could... Oh, God. Yeah, I just don't know. I That summer of 96, I mean, I, I don't think... I, I believe I... Well... No, I was in the city uh, working my painting gig. Yes. <laughs> but uh and like we we hung out all the time i just think that the, the, the stars didn't align in those i have a more important question for you though all right um about birthdays and it's it, it's uh you know any notable prezies over the years uh any notable presence uh let me think well i mean i guess it was more of a grad gift um okay but uh it came close to my birthday but my 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 grandma i'm an only grandchild Yep. On one side, nice. So my grandma yeah, gave I like me my kid. So my grandma gave me a car. Nice. So you know that's pretty memorable. Um, pretty good. Other than that, that was the uh, that was the uh, which car was that? That was the Pontiac Sunfire. Oh, that black Sunfire. Yeah, beauty. Um. So 
did I ever tell you the story about when that car showed up? Did I tell it on oh, the sleepover? You might have. You haven't told it on a sleepover. I might have heard it. I probably did. But... Uh, my parents went out one day, and uh, my mom had a Nissan, and my dad had, I forget what truck he had at the time. And they wasn't went Lenny, out. was it? No. And they, they went out one day, and they came home on like a Saturday afternoon, and they were like, you should come to the garage. So I come to the garage. Nissan's gone. And the yeah. Sunfire's sitting there. And I'm like, oh. And they're like, oh. They're like, what do you think? And I'm like, where's the Nissan? <laughs> yep. And they were like, well, this car was for you. And I'm like, oh, that's a great car. <laughs> I was all so sad that the Nissan was, I, I thought it was gone. Yep. <laughs> that was my reaction to the car that I was given. <laughs> so selfish. I remember that car. I remember, I remember you rolling up with that. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's it. Other than that, honestly, my most memorable gifts were more for Christmas. Birthday gifts were, you know, lots of tapes when I was older. And when I was younger, it would be like Transformers and stuff like that. You know, like birthdays were always good. You know, they were pretty standard. Presents, some food, cake, gift bags, yeah. all that shit. Of course. Yeah, I got, I remember the, I remember the one year I got the pogo ball. That was fucking great. But you know what? The, the problem was is that everybody had pogo balls at school. And then I didn't have one, and then I got one over the summer, and then I never used it again. Oh, yeah. You probably came back and were like, Pogo Ball. And they were like, that's that's, that's so last grade. <laughs> that thing, I don't think I bounced on that more than 100 times. Oh. <laughs> like, just 100 bounces. I swear to God. It was fucking neon green ball with the fucking dark blue fucking ring. Oh. Awesome. Um, I once, I remember also getting, uh, what the fuck? It was like a, it was, it was like a, a, a circular kind of tube with a ball. And you just kind of shake it, and the ball would go around and around and around. I don't remember. It was like it wasn't a tube though; it was like a track. It sounds like a fucking dog toy or a cat toy. It, like, really, it does. So they gave you some um, pet I just toy. Shout out! I just, I just, uh, I'm waiting on my, on my, uh, on my, on my present right now. Uh, my birthday was uh, a couple days ago, and uh, turned forty, and ordered myself some essentially A6 tigers. I'm so excited. A what? A6 tigers, like a pair of kicks. Oh shit! And they're fucking. Bright red. I'm so excited. Well, they're not Asics anymore. They're like Otsuyuka. They're a, a Japanese company, but they're uh, old school Asics tires. So you can walk red. around like by your kids' friends and be like, hey, youths, would you like to hang out? <laughs> How's it going, <laughs> fellow teenagers? Yes. <laughs> fellow kids. Uh, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about those because I remember having Asics tigers when I was when I was younger. And I, I've had a few pairs since. I used to go down to uh, when go to Minneapolis to, to DSW and it'd be like, Find find a, a gem of uh, like a, a nice gem purchase of of, Ace, of like uh, Otsuka tigers, but you know they bring DSW here and fucking nothing. Garbage of course fact. not. It's but I'm, I'm excited here. to get those. Um, I I wanted the uh, the yellow Bruce Lee ones, but they uh, they didn't ship to Canada, so I was all fucking sad. But uh, yeah, I I got I'm gonna have the bright red shoes, and uh, my wife was. I'll pull out the old like '90s reference. She's all like, "Yeah, you'll be like Scottie Pippen at whatever in the '90s All Star game where everybody he had red shoes and everybody all the other players called him Dorothy." <laughs> oh wow, like, that's awesome! Hey, great My reference. Wife is awesome with the basketball references because she watched basketball like religiously for like two years. When it was so like she knows a very specific part about NBA basketball where it was fucking like NBA inside stuff with Ahmad Rashad on Saturday morning. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. She's like she knows everything about like what to do with fucking Barkley and Pippen and 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 Jordan and all these guys. She just knows that Muggsy Bogues. Oh fuck! She's got like really specific sports knowledge of of like 
two or three years of NBA. It's it's fucking great. Well, it's like um, a guy who I worked with who uh, didn't uh, didn't know anything about the NHL, but played like NHL 1999 or something on video games. So <laughs> every year he's like, "Hey, how's Mondano doing?" <laughs> Is Mondano All still playing? The ratios. Yep. All about the ratios. Ah, uh, so anyways, uh, yes. uh, that Birthdays, was yeah. So NBA Mondano. All right, here we go. All right, so now let's get into the musics. So uh, now we will remind you, I'm sure, plenty of times, but Megamix is playing songs from 1977, and I am playing yes. songs from 1978, and we will go back and forth. Um, and we'll see kind of who shakes out with a better mixtape here. I wonder. Yeah, here, yeah, for the I, year. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see, like, what, what kind of, and then, you know, I mean, really, it doesn't matter, but hey, it's fine. All right, should I go first? Yeah, yeah, go first. All right, here we go, 1978. Yes. So, Heart of Glass by Blondie, uh, once again, a <laughs> uh, little bit of cheating on my part. <laughs> released of course ja- you cheated! Released January 1979. Oh, come on. Did the single come out before that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You, you know what? I Two weeks ago, you fucking, you fucking cheated all over the place, and now you're continuing. I know, right? Um, it was released, the album came out in 1978. So it was okay. on the album. It was released as a single in 1979. Oh, so that counts then. You didn't cheat. Yeah, so we're good. It came out in 78. It, if, if, you had your, if you got your dirty mitts on that record, you were listening to Heart of Glass in 1978. Come on. Exactly. Uh, now, at the time, I re- well, not at the time. <laughs> Back in 1978, when I was listening to this, <laughs> um, my familiarity with this song really grew as I started going to set 80s night. And... Um, of the Blondie right. songs, this was one where at the time I wasn't like big on when they would play it. I was like, eh, whatever. I'm much bigger fan of this song now than I was uh, 20 years ago. So, so, so you, if you were transported back in time, uh, you know, 20 years later, you would go back in time 20 years. A 20 years older version of you would definitely do some stumping. Oh, big time. To, uh, to Heart of Glass. Big time stumping. <laughs> uh, this, uh, was uh yeah released in uh, it's sorry the genre on wikipedia disco and new wave yeah so there you go uh, that that's probably more necessarily called blondie um got that the, the base qualities of disco so there you go all right to you all right my uh my first song here we can kick it off with a bang Fuck, you're so fucking rebellious. We got the Sex Pistols. Yes. Uh, God Save the Queen off of their album Nevermind the Bollocks. Here's the Sex Pistols released in uh, October 28th, 1977. Uh, you know, a fucking, for, for a bunch of guys that couldn't fucking play music to save their lives and had one album, what a great album. <laughs> wow. Revelation. Shit. Revelation I on know. the sleepover. Okay, fine. But you know. Sex Pistols this- released a good album. Yes, but like, 
God, they were terrible. <laughs> still managed somehow to like fucking stumble onto one fantastic album. It's all you need. That's, it's a fucking great story. Uh, that ended poorly for Sid Vicious, at least. Yes. <laughs> and, and Nancy Spungen, obviously. And, and fortunately, fortunately, though, there was a uh, another Sid Vicious that came later who you loved immensely. I am the master and of the world. <laughs> ah, beauty. Actually, you know what? The way the way that dude landed on his leg in WCW, though, Jesus. Oh. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Uh, it's the uh, sleepover where we segue into wrestling all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's see if I can uh, if we can get a wrestling reference for this next one. All right. Fuck, you remember when uh, Strike Force put out girls in cars? Yes! <laughs> ah, ha, ha. Uh, so this is The Cars. Yes! Uh, with a track called Just What I Needed. It is off their Fantastic. self-titled debut album released in 1978. The single released on May 29th, 1978 on format 7-inch. Excellent. Um, I like The Cars. I, yes. I, at one point in time, I was like, ah, the Cars, you know, boring band, boring name. But I became a fan of the Cars probably, I don't know, 15 years ago. I started getting into some of this music quite a bit. It's good stuff. Yeah, good for them, right? It's a little sassy little thing there. Uh, I, my wrestling reference was the open, the, the, the opening kind of uh, percussion sounded a little like MVP's theme song. <laughs> MVP. <laughs> <laughs> um... This says here, uh, the opening riff of Just What I Needed was borrowed from Yummy, 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 a song by the uh, uh, by the Ohio Express. So there you go. There you go. You um, learn something new every day on the sleepover. Reception. All music reviewer Donald A. Gorisco praised it as a clever pop song. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Here's. You are dipping into the reviews this week. I love it. Uh, I need to this fucking last do two, this taping. Sorry, we're taping this last week. I didn't do and, my own. Uh, uh, if you listen to Capucamanga. You'll know that we we relied heavily on reviews. So good I, I didn't do my own work. So I'm just gonna read Wiki and be like, <laughs> content that I brought you. My research. And usually when I don't do my work, I just rely on you. So it ends up being a really bad loop. Yep. <laughs> it's like I rely on you, and you're just relying on reviews. Best. All right. Um. All right. Here we go for my next one. So we got a little bit of uh, brick. Yep. It ain't gonna hurt nobody. Beautiful. Oh. Here's some of the singing here. Nice. That's <laughs> sexy. By the way, I put in brick into Wickeye. It's all <laughs> a brick is a building material used to make walls. <laughs> um, this is uh, the funk band Brick off their second self-titled second album, released on an unknown date in 1977. So you'll just have to take uh, my word, Wikipedia's word for it. Yes. Um, this, of course, if you recognize the uh, 
the uh, the song. Uh, it's be- you probably because you heard Kid and Play's uh, "Ain't Gonna Hurt Nobody." Yep. Which of course samples this heavily and is awesome. And uh, fucking Brick is great. And uh, I would uh, definite recommendation for anybody looking for some some badass funk music. Have you seen them? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not. Unsurprisingly. Um, I have to say, by the way, not going to be played on this show by either of us, but a song that I wanted to tell you about. Uh, so I'll just tell you on here. If yeah. you have you heard "Holy Ghost" by the Barkays? Oh yes. Oh my god. It's fucking great. It's it's instantly five stars. Is it the one that starts? That's the song, right? Yep. Yeah, fucking great. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And then uh, <laughs> when they get to the when they get to the fucking uh, just like part of the instrumental, do 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 do. Wow. Yep. Wow. Wow. Oh, so good. You've been listening to a lot of funk playlists on Spotify. Oh, so wonderful. Everything's so good. Yeah, definite. You know, funk music is the best. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about Brick, but also Brick, uh, uh, also the um, what what fucking so the the basis of an Ice Cube song. I think maybe it's No Vaseline. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I am now going to play what is probably the worst song that we're going to play on this uh, show today. All right, sounds good. <laughs> Oh, fuck me. Uh, so this is Do You Think I'm Sexy by Rod Stewart. Ugh. Uh, when he decided to venture into disco. Yes. Uh, the cover of the 7-inch is interesting. Rod Stewart is in a leather jacket... Um, yep. Only slightly zippered up, no shirt underneath. There is a woman clinging on to him wearing a leopard skin tank top. Rod Stewart has his arm around her and over her fucking face. <laughs> like, if, I know you've already made the cover, but you should look at this at some point. It's amazing. Yeah, okay, but I might. Well, I can always change it. Right? Yeah. I didn't last week's, two weeks ago, so I should do it this time. Um, this song, my parents had the seven inch for the record player. Amazingly enough, it had on the jukebox. Yeah, uh, it's, I remember that. It's a horrible song. It's truly bad. I have a funny story about Rod Stewart. Uh huh. Because I, um, so I have of course not seen Rod Stewart live. I <laughs> like. By the way, Wonder you say I have a funny story about Rod Stewart. Like you've all met him. You're like, well, let no, me. T- but, okay. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've met Rod. No, I haven't met Rod Stewart. You're right. Um, I have a funny story involving Rod Stewart. Um, my, I have not seen Rod Stewart live. My mother-in-law has, and apparently the quote that we heard from, I, I can't, I don't know how it got back to my wife. Probably from her aunt. But my mother-in-law leaned over to one of her sisters when Rod Stewart was playing and was all, "That's leather at its best." <laughs> Well, <laughs> she should have written a review. <laughs> maybe my dad oh, liked no, Rod. St- enjoy that one. Maybe my dad liked Rod Stewart because they shared the same name. <laughs> it's like Rod can't be that bad. <laughs> oh fuck! That is a horrible song. Give us the details on when that came out. Uh, November 
1978 on 7 inch single and 12 inch single uh the in the UK the B side was <laughs> Dirty Weekend <laughs> <laughs> which a term that I wish I'd been using all along up to this point oh that weekend was fucking dirty <laughs> <laughs> all right oh jesus oh, oh. Yeah, yeah i think i'm sexy um and uh let's see here carmine carmine a priest uh, a pice a pice i don't know who played drums on the song told song facts this was a story of a guy meeting a chick in a club at that time that was a cool saying <laughs> i don't know okay do you all go right. up to someone and be like hey do you think i'm sexy <laughs> <laughs> all right Oh, fuck. Here's my next one. A classic. Loving you isn't the right thing to do. How can I La cocaine. <laughs> so we got some Fleetwood Mac. I'm going to bring it back up when we get to the chorus. Yes, of course. Uh, I'm going your own way. Um, off the uh, massively successful rumors released. Uh, let me get the date here. I have it on my notes. Here we go. Ah, uh, interesting. Tell me the date of the release for this uh, song. February fourth, nineteen seventy-seven. What? That's not what the Wiki says here. No. It says December nineteen seventy-six. Rumors was released on February fourth, nineteen seventy-seven. Fine. It counts. I, it does count. Hey, me, me, the authority on cheating. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe the greatest thing about this is that it's written by Lindsay Buckingham. Of course. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I know your affinity for the fake Lindsay Buckingham. Yes. So I enjoy that. <laughs> ah, excellent. It's a great fucking song too. It is, and it's actually a really, really fucking solid album. Uh, even though I never ever listened to it until you know later in my years here now i am reading uh now i'd read a much music book now i'm reading a book on mtv which is yes. a whole bunch of stories about making music videos and it's all like all the artists from the 80s are, are like it's one of those books where uh the content is basically like oh cindy lopper and history. then you know yeah yeah it's an oral history so uh in the same vein as the ESPN book and the Saturday Night Live book. Yes, yeah. yeah. And so with Fleetwood Mac, they just they do talk about like all the fucking drugs, like so many drugs that <laughs> yep. they were on. But the best yep. story so far is, of course, about Prince, where it's all about <laughs> yes. how Prince would all hire hire somebody to start directing a video, and then halfway through the shoot, he'd just be like, he'd tell an assistant, like, uh, tell him I don't need him anymore. Tell him to go away. <laughs> tell him to go away. And yeah. they would send him away. And there was also a story about how Prince all met with people and he's wearing one of his fucking Prince like tracksuits, but he's got these two mismatched shoes on. And then he leaves for half an hour and comes back and it's all the other shoes on. <laughs> he all just switched them. Fucking Prince. Prince, the best. Uh, anyways, the I don't. Because that's, you know, Prince, 1977. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, that's a beautiful song. Well done. Uh, this song is better than the last one I played, but uh, debatable as to whether it's any good. Okay. Uh, 
So Hot Blooded yes. by Foreigner. Um, one of the reasons I put this on is because I don't think that you were there, but one of the uh, one of the poker sessions in Todd's garage. Yes. We all started well, talking. Todd's, I wasn't there. Yeah, we started talking about uh, Hot Blooded by Foreigner, and oh, yeah. all night long, Hot Blooded, check it and see. Oh, that's a Kid Tetris favorite. Yeah. Uh, so so it had to be on there because it's. Uh, it's good, but terrible. Uh, released in June of 1978 off of the Double Vision album. Yeah. Um, and it's a foreigner song about being hot-blooded, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Probably about, about fucking or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, also, what do I have here? The It was sampled by Tone Loke for the song Funky Cold Medina. Yeah, so it the, was. Oh. I wonder if he wants you to check his stethoscope. (laughs) 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 Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Here's my number four here for me. great so this is uh ufo yep with the song lights out uh ufo is uh you know of the uh, british wave of metal so we're right in that in that time period the best thing about ufo is all the all the laser sounds in their music so. <laughs> well they're from space now you would think this band is from the future but they are they are not this was uh, released in may of 1977 so they are not it's not it's not from the year uh 3055 <laughs> I don't have a lot to say. It's uh, it, I, I I was like I need some metal. And I'm like hmm, a band called UFO. I actually I, I took a look at uh, what was released closest to my birthday, and it, uh, July seventh, uh, fucking garbage. It was like a terrible Yes album, and a terrible fucking Sticks album, and then Rainbow, a live album. By the way, and I was like I don't want to put any of this on. Uh, are there any famous celebrities born on your birthday? Uh, uh, I do Beck, um, and I'd have to look on the Wick eye, so hang on, give me a sec. What about you? Paul Triple H Levesque. Ah, Triple H. Yes. We nice. share a birthday. Um, also born on your birthday, one Paul of my- share a, a, a chiseled body. <laughs> <laughs> um, also sharing your birthday, uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine, um, from Edmonton, so that made it easy to remember. Yes. And uh, and a few days before your birthday, Kid Tetris's birthday. That's right. Uh, so Kid Tetris this year, Kid Tetris this year, wished me a happy birthday the day before my birthday. Uh, I, I didn't feel bad because I forgot his birthday last year. I regularly wished Kid Tetris a happy birthday the day after his birthday. For years, I'll kept forgetting. <laughs> uh, let's see here. By July eighth. Uh, let's see here. Um, go oh god 1900s i'm just gonna try and get down i'm gonna see my actual um the actual uh because i i said beck but that's not the same year the same year would be a um a bunch of people i have no idea who they are an italian footballer a italian cyclist 
and some dude who uh, is an actor and director and producer. From Italy. Hey. No, it was American. Uh, but yes, uh, there's. A, I'm taking a look through here quickly. And uh, Rich Peverly. So, All right. That going. There you Rich go. Rich Peverly and uh, the, uh, yeah, not much else. Uh, this next song, I believe, was the number one track of 1978. Excellent. Uh, now, I believe that, I forget the exact line, but I believe uh, Dennis Leary described like some hellish scenario of this song yep. playing over and over again. <laughs> yep. Uh, this is Shadow Dancing by Andy Gibb. Uh, formerly uh, in an intro on the sleepover a few months ago. Uh, yes, so there you go. Um, Shadow Dancing. Yeah, uh, also in a, I forget which episode it was, but on a South Park episode where fucking... Uh, Mr. Garrison is all fucking sexy strutting through town, and whenever they'd show him, it's all shadow dancing playing in the background. Awesome. So, um, I don't have much else to say. It's, um, I mean, I like disco music. I don't think this is a very good song. No, it's not a very good song at all. You know, except for this part. I don't mind that. Uh, no, that's pretty good. Released in April, released in April of 1978, and uh, genre: disco, pop rock, soft rock, country. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> there you go. I, 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 I watched a couple of videos of uh, whatever Gibb is still Barry Gibb or whatever at at Glastonbury. Uh huh. That dude's fucking voice all still going. Oh, good for him. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> He did Staying Alive, and people all went fucking nuts. So, yeah. Um, okay, here's here's a, here's a, here's one I think you're going to enjoy. Number five? <laughs> we got some earth, wind, and fire for your ass. I fucking love those horns. Diddle, diddle, diddle. Oh, it's so good. Uh, this is a, a track called Serpentine Fire off their album All in All, released on uh, November 21st, 1977. You know, I never, like, until until recently, like, understood the, the genius of Earth, Wind & Fire. So good. So fucking talented. They're Jesus. playing a show here with Schick in uh, a couple of oh. weeks, and I think I think the, like, the cheap tickets were all sold out, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep looking. Oh yeah. If I can get into That'd that show for like forty bucks, oh god, I'd check it out. Especially to hear "Remember <laughs> Good Times." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good times. <laughs> uh oh, did I ruin something? No, you didn't. <laughs> That's you good. didn't ruin anything. No, I didn't. I didn't include sheep. Uh, but anyways, uh, yes, Earth, Wind, and Fire, amazing. Oh. Yeah, great, good ass fucking fun. <laughs> Beautiful. And you watch videos of them, and it's all you watch them on stage, and they're all just so fucking happy. I would be too if I was playing this music. All fucking awesome. on, on so many drugs. <laughs> probably, probably, probably tons of reefer. Fucking <laughs> 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 first downers, two. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh... 
Oh, this is like a Kid Tetris episode. Oh, that's great. All right, here we go. Let's uh, let's do this one. So this is uh, Surrender by Cheap Trick. Yes. Uh, Rolling Stone deemed it the ultimate 70s teen anthem, which got it a ranking of 471 on the 500 greatest songs of all time. That feels a little low. <laughs> feels a little low to me. For the ultimate 70s teen anthem. Yeah. Uh, but it was released in June of 1978, so uh, about a month before I shot out. And That's right. Uh, power, or sorry, rock, power, pop, and hard rock. Definitely not hard rock. No. Uh, There's a band that, that was, was like, kind of new wavy, but had, like, a kind of a, a rock kind of tinge to it. Uh, Surren <sighs> Surrender is a late 1970s teen anthem describing the relations between the baby boomer narrator and his G.I. Generation parents. Ah, okay. There you go. And that's, uh... That's about all I have to say about uh, Surrender. A fun song to... That's an anthem. That's like a rock anthem. A fun song to play on Rock Band back in the day. Yes, yes. I saw a new Rock Band out and I was like, really? <laughs> it's like a wireless guitar. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> great. <laughs> That's great. All right, Rock Band. All right, number six. Sorry, no, no, sorry, sorry, hang on. Sorry, hang on. I, I, I put Jet on here by mistake. Uh-oh. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Woo! Wow, well, that... <laughs> I can see <laughs> you have me. Nice. All right, now keep going. It's Lesson for Life, Mike. Beauty. Uh, off his uh, uh, album, Lust for Life, released August 29th, 1977. And, uh... The fucking there, there's like the ugliest dude of all time. I know, right? So he's also old, and it, it's he's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know what else to say. I mean, it's a great track. But I love old. your your commentary. Here is a song by Iggy Pop. He is gross. Next. <laughs> I don't have extensive notes. I don't know why. I I, I didn't quite dial into this. I it was I I, I mean I enjoyed finding them, but. Uh, I need to get on the Wiki while I'm doing this. I wish I had my iPad with me so I could do that. All right. Uh, Lust for life. Here is my next one. Where is it? There it is. Uh, this will pick up in a second. Yes. It, it is Last Dance by Donna Summer. Yes. From the soundtrack album to the 1978 film, Thank God It's Friday. Yes. Uh, it uh, this song picks up significantly in a second, and it's fucking disco amazingness. Yeah, it's madness. Uh, released on July second, nineteen seventy eight. So nice and close to to another significant release a few weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Or the significant release that happened nine months earlier. Oh! Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I should note in the in the notes, and this ties into last week's episode. On an episode of Family Ma uh, Matters, Summer played Steve Urkel's aunt, Aunt Uana from Altoona, and sang this song in a karaoke contest. 
Oh, very nice. So, you know, what a, what a tie-in to last week, uh, Camp Cucamonga. Yes, did, did it get nasty is what I want to <laughs> In the forest with the stakes. God, this takes a while to get going. Ah, uh, here we go. Hi. That baseline in there. So let's dance. Let's dance. Big time bass. Nice. All right, that's all you need to hear. Once it picks up, we shut Bass it off. Bass and the strings. It's disco, right? Yeah, if you want to hear, the, if you want to hear the full song, pay some fucking money and buy it. That's that's what we support right. here on the sleepover. That's right. The songs are for preview purposes only. That's right. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Uh, well, okay. So 1977. You can't talk 77 without talking this album. Here we go. Number seven. Amazing. Are you drumming along? I was fucking doing some snaps. <laughs> nice. Uh, we got the BGs doing more than a woman off uh, Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. The soundtrack was released November fifteenth, nineteen seventy-seven. Uh, fuck, we had this in our house. I mean, what house? You know, you talk about like things like Thriller. It's like this was another one where who didn't have this in their house? Oh yeah, it was. Uh, it was. People, right. It was uh, that. This one, Rumors and Thriller. For the longest yeah. time, yeah. I remember, I, I remember being young and just looking at it, and that I was also entranced by that floor. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, years later, I watched the movie, and it was dog shit. It's a terrible movie. But, uh, it's so bad, but that floor apparently it's being it's being sold. Eh? You can there's like an auction for all sorts of uh, all sorts of different memorabilia, and that floor, Hollywood memorabilia, and that floor is on sale. Imagine, put that in your fucking place in Toronto. <laughs> it wouldn't fit. I'd have to put like two of the tiles the rest of go in storage be great the movies yeah the movies fucking garbage i remember having that i also had um sesame street fever yes which is fucking amazing so uh a little shout out to sesame street fever there but yeah uh more than a woman uh the bg's version not the ripoff fucking terrible version by tavares <laughs> ripoff version from the same soundtrack by the way i know right uh the soundtrack of course also containing Shazam Cisco Genie theme music by Cool and the Gang. Yes, uh, which uh, I, I was actually looking for songs we haven't played on the sleepover. Yes, of course. Because I remember uh, you played a whole block of like four Bee Gees songs off that album. I did. Way back in like episode four or five. It's a great album. Uh, this one is amazing song. I am happy with this one. Alright. Yes. Yes. So Michael Jackson with like four massively long coattails, which his brothers rode with him. Oh yes. Like, how is this <laughs> like, not he was like pulling sleighs? Like this is how is this not just Michael Jackson? I know. Uh, shake your body. Open bracket. Down to the ground. Close bracket. Uh, by the Jacksons, released August 1978, uh, and it's amazing because it's fucking Michael Jackson. Like, what so, else is there to say? He wrote it. Yep. So, 
Yeah, no, I know. It's 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 fucking great. Uh, what uh, what what's the album that was it in a single or was it on it's, an album? It's off of Destiny. Destiny. Off the album Destiny. It's all their destiny. You're right, though. The... You, there isn't a more apt uh, description of them riding the coattails because oh my god, uh, just I... terribly so. Uh, I was, well, oh, what was I going to say about, oh, yes, on a upcoming episode of The Sleepover, and whether we really do it or not, who knows, because we're pretty much 50-50 on when we talk about upcoming episodes and what we'll do, Yes. but I was watching some uh, Michael Jackson videos, and holy fuck, we have to review some oh, of these videos. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to review videos. Absolutely, yes. we're going to do that. That's going to be a, a nice wrinkle in the show. We haven't, we actually haven't talked about music videos very much, so that's going to be great. Uh, to you. Over to me, number eight. Number eight. <laughs> so if you're not, like, if you don't listen to the Runaways, like, just go do it now, because it's so fucking good. Uh, this is uh, School Days off Waiting for, Wait, Waiting for the Night, released on October 1st, 1977. It was their second album of the year. Uh, they had released, uh, a, I can't remember the name of the album, uh, earlier in the year, but in between that, I guess, uh, Sherry Curry left the band, but they still fucking rocked ass. So uh, this is School Days off of Waiting, uh, waiting for the Night. Uh, fucking great, great tune. Look at you. You're so fucking hip. Oh, yeah. Hip. That's me. The hippest guy in the room. Hey, you are the hippest I'm, I'm guy. Hip, I'm, I'm hip like, uh, what, Dennis Brooks? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That, was that his name? I don't know. Is that Urkel's name in Camp Cucamonga? Oh, Dennis Brooks. <laughs> Jesus. He was the hip one, wasn't he? And then Jennifer was the rapper? She was the rapper. Jennifer who did no rapping. Yes. <laughs> anyway, the runaways. Uh, Let's keep it rolling. What do you got next? Uh, here we go. Uh, so this is The Police with So Lonely. So Lonely. Uh, it is off of their album Outlandis D'Amour. Released in... Uh, this single released on the 3rd of November 1978. Uh, in the format Vinyl Record 7-inch. <laughs> Genre, New Wave, Reggae Rock. That's pretty apt, I, I guess. I guess so, right? It's... um. I uh, there were other songs from this album that I wanted to play, but I believe I had played them some of them before, so I just went with this one. It's a good track. Um, I don't have much to say. I've talked about the police. I like them, and I don't like Sting Solo, and that's all I need to say. Yeah, you like the police? Look at you. <laughs> I know, so hip. No, no, you're 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 fucking goody goody. You all love the police. <laughs> You're a friend of the police. Hey, that's right. Fucking, you're, uh, you're, you're all such a narc. Uh, it's, I uh, love the police. Their new album, Blue Lives Matter. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> what? Oh, fuck. All right. All right. Here we got. Here, here's a, here's a, I got to fill some CanCon uh, uh, content here. Here you go. Number nine. Fuck, it's Bubbles. <laughs> I know that's the first thing I thought. <laughs> I'll just wait for the intro to end, then I'll talk. All right. (laughs) 
All right, talk. So this is Rush. <laughs> yeah. Closer to the heart off of uh, A Farewell to Kings, released on September 1st, 1977. Uh, it's the only song that I listen to off this album. I, I, I'm i not a huge Rush fan, so I'm not like in any way a completist. Yep. I just know all the big hits, and this is a big hit. So, yes, uh, famously known in the uh, recent years in the uh, Trailer Park Boys episode where they kidnapped uh, Alex Lifeson. And it's fucking great. And then him and Bubbles play a little fucking uh, duet in the park. Of Closer to the Heart. And the episode is called Closer to the Heart. Exactly. So there you go. It has one of nice, my favorite... Nice bells there. One of my favorite Trailer Park Boys uh, lines of all time where fucking... Where fucking uh, Randy all walks in and uh, the Trailer Park Boys are backstage at the rush show and he's like, I'm fucking telling. <laughs> Amazing. Or, or the other great line. Holy fuck, Mr. Leahy, we won <laughs> on the radio. Uh, uh, another another Kid Tetris favorite. Uh, I'm going to skip one, and I will come back because I will play my CanCon. Excellent. Yes! Raise a little hell. Uh, here is the entire Wikipedia entry. <laughs> Raise a Little Hell is a song by Canadian rock band Trooper. The song is the 10th and final track on the band's 1978 album Thick as Thieves. It is the band's only U.S. Hot 100 hit and is regularly played in sports stadiums across North America. Go! Oh, but it's left an indelible mark on history. I need you to ask me. Uh, the important question about Trooper. Yes. Have you seen Trooper live? The answer is, yes, I have. Oh, excellent. At In Edmonton, at Reds. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, uh, oh, fuck. and the whole time they're playing, people are like, play Ray's Little Hell. <laughs> Of course, they also have what you call it here for a good time. So yes, they do. They have two songs. Uh, pretty... I think we had. I think we didn't. My dad had the cassette tape of Hot Shots. Nice. So that's how I knew this song. Uh, um, song produced yeah. by Randy Bachman, by the way. Ah, well, there you go. So a little the Winnipeg tie-in. The Winnipeg tie-in. Uh, number ten for me. <laughs> yes. We got some Bootsy's rubber band. Yes. Ah, the name is Bootsy Baby. Um, anybody who uh, you know has a little bit of uh, into a little bit of hip hop history would, would recognize the uh, sample from Easy Easy We Want Easy. Um, I, you know, listen. Uh, Parliament released uh, Funkatelecki and the Placebo Syndrome, and there were many better songs to choose from. But I played Parliament a lot, so I chose Bootsy Collins. Beautiful. Solo, but uh, fantastic little album, uh, and go check it out, Bootsy Collins, Bootsy's Rubber Band. And, oh wait, hang on. Wait a minute. Released on January 14, 1977. Oh, they just made it. Probably produced by George Clinton. I'm, I, I'm taking a stab in the dark. I, I would, I would say that you're probably right. Yes. Uh, uh, I do believe, if I remember the Wiki, um, that uh, credited on this is. Um, Bootsy himself credited on the album playing the space bass. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> All right, then. Did he get it from UFO? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, fuck. I... <laughs> uh, right, go to your next track. Here we go. Uh, so we got some uh, Devo. Yes. Uh, with Praying Hands. Never released as a single. But Are We Not Men, Are We Are Devo released on August 28th, 1978. A classic album. Uh an album that, again, I, I knew some songs from it, but only recently have I got into it cover to cover. And it's yep. fucking great. This is so saucy. Listen to this. You got to right out. You got That's to fucking amazing. Devo right feels like a band that would be so fun to play in for a while. Yes. You know, I was... You get to wear those little red hats. I was reading up on their, uh, on their albums, and uh, it drops off pretty fucking quickly after the first few. And they just yeah. keep releasing them, and it's just like one star, <laughs> one and a half stars. It's like Jesus, guys, stop! Yeah, right? just please stop making music. <laughs> now, um, have you seen them live? I have not. No, you have not. I assume the concert would be quite, quite good with all those one-star albums. Shoot <laughs> from. Uh, if they, you know what, they should just play this one. I mean, you know, we are uh, next year, of course. Uh, maybe they'll do a 40th anniversary of the album tour. Maybe. That would be maybe. fantastic. Yes. Okay. Uh, number 11 for me. One, two, three, four. We got the uh, Razor Ramones. <laughs> Rockaway Beach. Uh, released off Rocket to Russia, released on uh, November 4th, 1977. Another band, I believe, their second album that year. Because uh, when you write songs this simple, you crank them up pretty fucking easy. I mean, uh, I'm not like a major Ramones fan, uh, simply because it kind of all bleeds together after a while. But Rockway Beach is a sassy little jam. I mean, it, so it sounds like all their other stuff so much. Exactly. <laughs> yep. I, I honestly, I don't, I don't like their. Like, listen I to this. I, I guess I don't get it. Degenerates. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't quite get it. There's just not enough. It, it's all kind of the same. Uh, you know, it's good, though. It's It could be all. It could be like Nickelback all the same where it's garbage. Yes. Yeah, so at least it's good music. So I'll give them that. Like, you know, stick to the script. And, 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 and they, man, did they pump it out? Another band, though. So many albums. Oh, I know. So many one-star albums, too. <laughs> uh, I don't know how many albums these guys had. I guess I can use the Wiki to, to figure it out, but here's the tune. Yes. So uh, this is uh, Heat Wave. A uh, R&B yes. funk disco group from the UK with the Groove Line. Oh, it's so good. Uh, it is off of their second album entitled Central Heating by Heatwave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, released in January of 1978. Again, disco and funk. And uh, let's get some of the music going, boys. Come on. That's beautiful. So I, I have to say, so on Skype, when I uh, 
when I uh, when things start to kind of cut out a little bit. Yeah. Then the song all speeds up super fast to catch up. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It gets all fast. And so it sounds amazing. All right, there you go. That's all. So our fact about this song is what You're Skype does. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> I couldn't figure out a wrestling reference. It's you. So, have the heat, like uh, like barbecue beats one. Ah, good job. We felt the heat, bitch. <laughs> Fuck. Go. All right, number twelve. Fuck, you're fucking punk heavy on your uh, mix. Yeah. That's my favorite well, lyric. Of, that's my favorite lyric of all time, right there. Yeah. Uh, looking after number one off their self-titled debut, released in September 1977. Uh, I have nothing else to say. Boomtown Rats. Um, Bob Geldof. Uh, uh, I don't know if you know this or not. Uh, they are not yeah. a fan of Mondays. <laughs> they are not. No. They should be. They, <laughs> they should be called. Mondays. They should be called the Garfields. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That's fucking terrible. Yep. Hey, that's that's. I, I believe they call that a dad joke. I wouldn't know because I'm not a dad. You will have to verify this for me. Uh, my that is that is a very good dad joke. My wife would like that joke because uh, we were talking about birthday. She shares a birthday with Garfield. So who? There you go. Your wife does. My wife shares a birthday with Garfield. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, Garfield isn't real. Nineteen seventy-five. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just telling you. Yep. All right. Uh, let's go because we're starting to lag and we got only a few songs left. Uh, here we go. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so this is Walter Egan performing Magnet and Steel. Released yep. in May of 1978. Uh, genre, soft rock, yacht rock. <laughs> that means, yacht rock? I don't know what to tell I'm you. Riding your boat while listening to this music. <laughs> uh, really, or sorry, uh, produced. Yeah, well, it's, it's... Uh, produced by Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham. Ah, beautiful. Um, it was uh, on the Boogie Night soundtrack, so there you go. There you go. Good choice. Uh, popular in Canada, reached reach number nine. So good for good for them. That's all I have to say. Yeah, yeah. There, there you go. Um, yeah, we are lagging. I'm gonna play the next one, number thirteen. Oops. Oh fuck! Is it? Uh, are they wrapping up an episode of Sex in the City? <laughs> it's all where she gets what she wants, so they play this song because she's all happy. Fucking Carrie Bradshaw, who does yep. <laughs> the worst character ever. It's the, uh, it's the emotions. Yep. Yeah. Well, one of them, hey. Yeah. Uh, the emotions, best of my love. 
off their album Rejoice, released January 16th, 1977. I'm not used to this being slow because I remember Girl Talk using this in one of their mashups that were very big back last decade, and it was a very fast version, and that's all I have to say. So... I'm really, I'm really phoning in the end of this episode. Well, we're at an hour and uh, we're literally. lagging. I'm yeah. fucking literally, I, I'm literally phoning it in. <laughs> All so right. Why don't we wrap it up? Well, I, we got two songs left, so here we go. Uh, I'm going to welcome you right now to the fuck shop. Okay. <laughs> Such a lag, by the way, in your reaction. So, <laughs> so lag. Uh, this is uh, Ain't Talking About Love by Van Halen, and I could have played a lot of songs off of this uh, their debut album, which is fucking amazing, and I'm not a big Van Halen fan, but this is so great. And you should get it if you like rock and roll. Yes. All right, you. Uh, number 14. Yes. So, Talking Heads, Psycho Killer, uh, off their album Talking Heads 77, released September 16th, 1977, and he sings in French, and that makes it a win. Five stars. And uh, so many bad jokes going forward when people will be like, I'm Psycho Killer. Qu'est-ce que c'est? Yeah. It's a great song. There's the best lyric ever. Fa 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 fa. All right, next song. My last one. Yes. What do you know? For the first time on the sleepover, Genesis. Oh Jesus! Making their debut. Uh, so they released an album called "And Then There Were Three because at the time there were three of them in the band and. This is the big single, Follow You, Follow Me, which is a great song, and everybody knows it, and I love it, because it's Genesis. <laughs> it's a good track. Released on the 25th of February, 1978, genre, soft rock. <laughs> and this is uh, credited to all three members as songwriters, so there you go. This sounds very much, uh, this kind of sounds like a Mike Rutherford song. Oh, yeah. But anyways. Oh. Yeah. It was our only truly group-written number. This is what Tony Banks said. Mike played the riff, and I started playing a chord sequence and medley line, which Phil then centralized around. So there you go. Some info for you. Oh, very nice. A little behind the scenes. Yeah, Phil said it wasn't meant to be a hit single. So good job, Phil. Way to go, Phil. Um, Here's my last track. We'll loop back to Cheap Trick. And uh, here we go to end us off. We got Southern Girls off In Color, released in September 1977. Uh, I fucking love this track. It's great. Here we go. I don't think I have enough cheap trick. I think I have to go and grab some. You know, I I have been recently uh, listening, and uh, I, it's quite pleasing. So definitely do that. And now that it appears our lag has gone away, we are at the end of the show. 
Hey, very nice. Um, I hope you enjoyed the uh, the tracks and the terrible jokes because there was there was uh, both a plenty. Um, so a couple of quick notes. First of all, um, if you didn't wish either of us a happy birthday, go fuck yourself. Uh, if you did fuck celebrate you. a birthday in J- July, then good for you because it is the best month. And um, you can go to the old twitter.com and do some following or some commenting at Mezzanine Sleepover for the show, at Slip with Five Eyes for me, and uh, what's yours again, at pal? At Megamix.com for me. And uh, we don't know what we are going to do next week just yet, but it will probably be something to do with either music or wrestling. Yes. Uh, I, 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 shocking as that may be. Yes. Uh, so get- thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you in a week. Yeah, well, give us a one-star review for this show because uh, we deserve it. And we will see you all in a week. Ready? Go! Go!